Welcome to Q&A. We're so glad that you have joined us. Uh, great service this morning. I love when we have the opportunity to do something unique. Yes. Um, really cool opportunity of praise this morning. I hope that uh, the folks who are watching that were involved online, I hope you did take opportunity to turn up the volume a little bit and sing along, engage. If you have a psalm that's important to you, uh, and you watched with somebody else, read it to them. That'd Absolutely. be good. If uh, my wife was watching at home, and uh, if I was prepared to read from Psalm 63, because that's if she would have been here, I think she would have read from Psalm 63. So uh, that's a kind of an interesting idea. Do you not only know what psalm's important to you, but if you're married, do you know a psalm that's important to your spouse? And uh, be a great app opportunity actually if people are in a family group to go let's spend an evening um, sharing what's a passage of the word of god that has been really meaningful in your life and why mm. sometimes we tell our story yeah, yeah. we hear the salvation story which is obviously great but there's more testimonies that we have than salvation testimonies so that might be a good thing to do uh, to simply go i'm going to share a verse and why it's been important to me I think that's mm -hmm. the things that are in our heart coming out of our mouth. Absolutely. Great way to build that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We get to know one another in a brand new way. Oh, absolutely. Because those are the sort of things we don't normally talk about. Right. Yes. Yeah, hey, how you doing? What's all? You know, yeah. <laughs> that's not your first point of conversation. <laughs> I did have a guy. Sorry. We'll get to the question. I did have a guy at Bible college. If you ate breakfast with him, he would say, so what'd you read in the Bible this morning? And what, what did it mean to you? And I was like, uh, it meant I should never eat breakfast with you again. That's what I thought. It meant. <laughs> but he was like super intense. What did what you read in your Bible and what did it mean to you? <laughs> he was focused. Uh, yeah, a little too intense. Oh, oh. I, think, I don't know how I would respond. I think I'm just going to go over here now. Yes. <laughs> so we do have some questions that have come in, but if you have a question that's on your heart this morning, as we're going through these, the number's up on the screen, and we would invite you to text them in, but we do have some, so okay. we'll go ahead and get started. Um, two questions have come in about um, giving thanks mm. in the hard. Yeah. Um, the first one here, um, demanding we give thanks for evil things shows a lack of compassion for the suffering people go through. It makes God seem like he doesn't care about our pain. Uh. God doesn't like evil things being done either. Or either, how can you square those things? Yeah, yeah. The, <clears throat> I appreciate the question, mm -hmm. and there is no intent in my teaching that biblical command. It's a biblical command, so I am not demanding that. Uh, the Scripture is mm -hmm. calling that faith from us. I'm not minimizing the heart. Absolutely. Um, there's been numerous. Numerous times in my life, beginning with some real brokenness in my home growing up, that for me to lay on my bed at night as a teenager and thank the Lord uh, for the family he put me in. And don't misunderstand, I love my mom, I love my dad, love my siblings. We just had some real hard in our life. And I knew other families that were um, less broken. And it wasn't beyond my heart to be envious of that and jealous for that. 
But I, the Lord was very gracious in me. I was not minimizing my heart. I was uh, trusting the Lord with it. And so that meant thanks for my family. Jackie and I, we miscarried uh, with our first pregnancy. And that might seem like, who cares now? Because uh, the Lord blessed us with six kids, but we didn't know that then. We just knew the first time we were pregnant, she miscarried. We wondered if that would be our future. And it was uh, one of our first opportunities as a couple to not minimize that God had planted a life in her womb and then the life died to not minimize that, but to say, thank you, Lord. In hindsight, now we can look back and go, well, our oldest son was born with less than nine months after that, and so we wouldn't have our oldest son if we wouldn't have him, uh, that miscarriage. So we can look back and see the good, but it, in that moment, it was an act of faith. So uh, I'm not minimizing the hard. I'm not standing from a life of only easy things. Uh, I've walked this path myself, number one. Number two, I'm not saying I'm thankful for the heart in your life. I am pleading with you to trust God and for you to give thanks for the heart in your life. That's, that's the secret. I'm not saying I'm running around thankful for the heart in other people's life. I trust God with the heart in my life and the heart in other people's life. But the real issue is, is in my own heart, can I, can I say to the Lord, Lord, uh, well, Jesus said it. <laughs> my heart is troubled. John chapter 12, verse 27. My heart is troubled. I, I should read it so you make sure that um, this is... This is straight out of the life of Jesus. Now my soul has become troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this, this hour. This is as he is facing the cross. Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. So there is this relinquishment of, Lord, I'm going to trust you with the hard in my life. Father, I'm going to trust you from the Son. I'm going to trust you. Uh, not my will be done, he prayed, but your will be done. So we're not minimizing it. And I'm not saying, I'm running around saying, thank you for everybody else's heart. I am saying for each of us, the act of faith, that God is bigger than evil, that God is bigger than the heart in my life, and that the promise of Romans 8.28 is really true. And God calls us all things to work together for good to those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Uh, I don't always see that. I don't always feel that. But I believe that. So the language of my faith is thankfulness. But that's for my own heart in my own situation. So I'm not minimizing, um, and I can't do it for you. But until your heart is thankful to the Lord, your fist you're going to be clenched and you're going to be angry at the Lord. And that's going to quench the Spirit of God in your life. So, not frivolous, um, not shallow, not lacking compassion, wanting joy and the full flow of the presence of God in your life. 
I would encourage you by faith, thank the Lord for what by sight you would. I hope that helps. Good question. Yeah, very honest, and, and um, it is a is a wrestling because mm, the flesh doesn't want to say thank you. It's an act of faith, especially when that pain is so mm-hmm. so hard. Um, so, along with the thankfulness, um, this individual kind of asking about that process. So, for being thankful, how do you go from understanding the command to saying the command? I'm thankful for this to believing it in your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a, there's a power of the spoken word. And that's why I tried to emphasize it's just not a thought I think. It's, it's something that I declare out mm-hmm. loud to the Lord. So there may be a um, embedded in that question, this idea of, well, I can't say the words until I feel it fully. I would actually encourage you, the place to move uh, in order to understand it, to actually do it, the place to move is in your will. To submit your will to the Lord and say, if you say in everything, for everything, give thanks always, those will be my words. And I believe that as we obey the Lord, sometimes it's <laughs> it's because we feel it and other times We don't feel it, but I don't wait to forgive until I feel forgiving. I forgive. I don't wait to love until I feel loving any more than I hope that I'm not only patient when I feel patient. It's it's what Jesus said. It's when we love people who don't love us, when we forgive people who don't ask for it, when we're kind to people who don't. Uh, who aren't kind to us or actually evil to us, that's when we demonstrate that we are children of the Most High. And that's in Luke Luke chapter 6. So um, we do what we do, uh, oftentimes in an act of will, uh, a submitting of our will, because that's where our heart is. Our heart is, Lord, I'll trust you. I don't feel it yet, but I'll trust you. So my encouragement Speak the words, thank you, God, for the very things that you have been unwilling to verbally say thus far. And in speaking the words, allow the Spirit of God to soften your heart, break your heart, and work in your heart. It's an active step of faith. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, if I don't do it until I feel like it, then it wasn't faith. Right. And it was just the flesh. Everybody's thankful when they feel thankful. Followers of God are thankful by faith. And it's in those moments that you then have those experiences where you can look back. Yeah. To say he was faithful then, he'll be faithful now, just yeah. like we sing. And to have that reminder of his faithfulness, it's, an, it's just an act of, it's an act of trusting. It's, yes. And I'm really grateful for the questions because um, there are two the two most transformational moments in my life were uh, rooted into my life in one week in high school mm. with the two statements, and I've said them before. The Jesus who walked the pages of this New Testament is alive and living in you and wants to live his life through you. It was the truth of the indwelling Christ 
And in that same week, this statement, the language of my faith is thankfulness in all things. And uh, it really has shaped from the word, shaped my walk with the Lord and uh, granted me, um, freed me from bitterness, anger, and not that I'm never anger, angry, uh, but being controlled by those things. So I appreciate the wrestling with it. Just don't, just don't stop wrestling. Be like mm. Jacob and let the Lord <laughs> wound you, if you will, so that you will. I will walk all the days of my life with those two realities in my life. Don't wrestle with Him and and prevail. Wrestle with Him and allow Him to prevail over you. Mm. Okay. Um, question here, and you and I had talked about this a little um, earlier. So, asking about what do you say to people who can't quickly drop verses as huh. meaningful? So, like this morning, you yes. know, the ask of yeah. is there are psalms that's on your heart that you would want to share this yeah. morning? Well, something that was before we came on, something that Tracy said was she was glad to see that uh, there was a, a range of ages who read. And I said, well, when, I, when we first started, I noticed, wow, white hair, white hair, white hair, white hair. <laughs> and I thought, Lord, I hope other younger people will come. But then what occurred to me as we were talking is uh, that's a reflection that the Word of God really has been deeply in these folks' lives. So they have had years of implanting the Word so that it comes out of the mouth. But you don't have to have uh, white hair or be <laughs> old of age to do that. Uh, I think I think if, if we don't have a psalm to share or a word from the Lord that's coming out of our mouth, uh, it may be because we're uh, chicken, we're scared. Or it may be because we haven't put the word into our heart. So if you found yourself um, with a word but unwilling to share it, then I'd be like, oh, no, don't shrink back. If you found yourself going, wow, uh, I don't know, let me look for a good one. <laughs> That's not what we were doing, looking for a good one. Then let the Spirit of God whisper to you in this moment, be in my word more. The word's not going to come out of my mouth unless we've placed it in our heart. So it'd be, it may have been a, an encouragement for you to be in the word. Right. And that may be something with the verses this week that you'll see posted yeah. on social media or that you'll find on our website. Um, as you go through those and maybe you find one that really sticks to you, that it becomes a memory verse for you, that it becomes yes. something that you save as your phone background or that you're putting on your bathroom mirror and places where you see it. And it becomes a part of your routine to recite and to, yes. to hide that word in your heart. It really is, it, it's an exercise to do that, but it's amazing how the Lord will recall those verses in situations in your life. I did not make a list of verses to memorize. Mm -hmm. Verses that were meaningful have right. come out of my mouth in private or in public enough that they were memorized. So I mm. went to them. So uh, that's what I love about that process. For lots of folks this morning and on Thursday night, hopefully again next hour, as people read, there were many of them I was like, oh, I know the story behind that verse. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know why that's meaningful to you. That's what you want. You want to go, 
the Word of God has spoken to a real moment in my life. And if it's not, then maybe it's because in the real moments in life, you're not going to the Word, and I Mm. would encourage you to do so. Great encouragement, great encouragement. Any last question that... Or I know that this morning, as far as time goes this morning, <laughs> but we appreciate all of your questions. <laughs> I tried to bait you. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you will follow us on social if you're not already, so you can see those verses yes. uh, this week. Remind them. Yeah. So check them out on social media. And then also on the back of that message memo, even if you're- get that. Website. On the website. Yes. Yes. It's on the button on the website and you can print it out. We have the list of the verses along with questions to ask as you're reading those this week. Have a great week.